Hello all, this is Aideen Hickey here from Resonate Leadership and I'm here today with Jerry Prizman, my colleague, and uh, we're doing our first public uh, podcast. So delighted to be here doing this with you, Jerry. Yeah, likewise, Aideen. Uh, it's good to be back on air with you and uh, within the Resonate environment. So uh, looking forward to our chat this morning. Super. And the, the title of this one, Jerry, is Looking for a Fresh Perspective. And it's our second run at this. Yeah, uh, and, and look, obviously, we'll spend a bit of time talking about what we mean by looking for a fresh perspective. But it is our second run, Aideen. We, we did a podcast, uh, I think, which we completed towards the end of July. Um, and uh, given the, uh, I guess, given the, the, the way the world has moved on in the meantime, uh, we felt it was appropriate for us to perhaps uh, recut this. Uh, and, you know, just really to, to reflect the fact that in the two or three months since, uh, a lot has happened. Uh, and while the first podcast uh, had gone well for us, I think it was appropriate that we should sit down and maybe try and redo it. You know, and, and in the last week, obviously, Dublin has moved in terms of its levels of lockdown. And that has influenced particularly our, our, our desire to do this a second time because the tone and the, the mood out there has changed a lot, Jerry. Yeah, it has. And, and you know, clearly we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail as we move through the, the podcast. Uh, I, I think the word you and I have probably used is, is a sense of jadedness. It's not necessarily our word. It's a word you're probably seeing uh, at large right now. Uh, but certainly uh, the, the, the Dublin mood and indeed the national mood uh, has probably moved on also uh, as a result of what's been going on of late. So our purpose today, Jerry, is uh, threefold in this conversation. And the first is we want to share a framework in terms of leading with complexity. And this framework is one that I'm borrowing or and using their terminology, renting from the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in, in, in a moment. And second of all, we want to stimulate some reflection on the levels of engagement and leadership right now in, in the workplace and uh, how we might need to lead and engage others differently in this context. Um, which may be around to stay for a little while longer. And thirdly, we want to share an overview of a leadership program we're running this autumn, uh, give you a sense of what's involved in that in case it's of, of interest. Yeah, and I think we, you know, over the next 25 minutes or so, Aideen, hopefully we'll be able to move uh, through all three of those areas in a little bit more detail. And ideally, as well as part of the, the program that we're looking to run in the autumn, give people a sense of what's involved in that program and why we feel it would be a good idea for them to, uh, to consider joining it. Perfect, Jerry. So firstly, then, in terms of this framework from the Harvard Kennedy School, uh, this is one we use a lot in leadership programs, and it's uh, what we call the observe, interpret, intervene cycle. And its purpose really is to slow down our thinking so we can be more effective in complexity in, in an environment where we need to lead more adaptively. So the idea is you, you stop, first of all, at observe, and you notice what's going on. Then you move to the interpret phase and you stretch yourself to make multiple interpretations, at least three interpretations of what's going on in, in the environment and the context. And thirdly, then you explore what the appropriate interventions might be. Once you've worked out what the most likely interpretation is or the best bet in terms of an interpretation, what's the best way of intervening following on from that? And we've decided, Jerry, to follow that format for our conversation today, to actually, you know, consider the level of kind of engagement and leadership in the workplace and, and actually cycle through this, this model. So to start with the observations. Yeah, and as you say, I mean, there's three elements to it. And, and you know, we're, we're designed, I think, to interpret based on what we're observing. So uh, when we get to the interpretation piece, you're quite right in, in the sense that ideally we should be 
hopefully trying to find several different uh, uh, options open to us in, 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 in reviewing what may be happening. So on the observation piece, probably just worth a couple of minutes uh, between us having a think about what is happening at the moment, what are we observing uh, within uh, within society in general, uh, in Ireland in particular, obviously the market that we're most interested in. Yeah, Jerry, and and I think you know we have the I guess the benefit of working with lots of different clients and different organisations, so we get a sense of people in different environments and how they're how they're getting on. And I guess the kind of temperature check for me at the moment is um, just giving me a sense of people's jadedness, as you said, and. Um, almost like Groundhog Day, oh, here we go again. And I know that varies hugely depending on the organization, the setting, you know, um, if, whether if you're in the educational setting and you're just ramping up for September and you're, you know, in a third level institution, you haven't even got going and you're already stalled and have to look at the, doing things in a different way before you've even started. So um, it very much depends on the setting, but there is definitely the sense of Groundhog Day, I think, that's kicked in. Yeah, and you're right, I think, to, to, to point out that it does depend on the setting you're in. And, and we will all, naturally enough, bring a different view to this, a different lens to it in terms of how we observe it, based on how it's impacting us personally within families or within work environments. So you're, you're quite right to mention there are people at different levels uh, of impact in relation to what's going on for them right now. Um, I, I think the other thing worth thinking about in terms of an observation in this space, Aideen, is what's happening with us around the the role of government or authority uh, and and how we're reacting to that and and probably just as an observation uh, are we becoming slightly more jaded in that space as well where we started off in a certain frame uh, mind frame back in march april may uh, and of course the weather was a lot better uh, you know if you go back to may which feels like a long time ago uh, we were in the middle of lockdown uh, and it didn't feel quite as onerous as a semi-lockdown feels this time around several months later and as we face into uh, the winter effectively. I think you're right with that, Jerry. Um, and it reminds me of, again, in the Harvard Kennedy School approach to leadership, uh, you know, when we talk about authority, we talk about authority providing direction, protection and order. And back then we did want direction, we did want protection and order because we really didn't know what we were in. Whereas now I think we have a, more of a sense of what that's all about and maybe our desire to be protect, protected varies depending on the individual. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't want to be, they just want to get on with their lives. And um, so there's more of a resistance to that direction, protection and order potentially. Yeah, and, and I think Aileen, that ties into where you're at in, in terms of how you observe the, the scale of the problem. Uh, and indeed, you know, how, how it, you feel it impacts on you and even perhaps the uh, the the level of um, you know the, the level of chance that you may be prepared to take uh, in terms of how you live your own life and and making decisions for yourself in relation to your own health and that of your family. So we are undoubtedly seeing, uh, I think, some blowback uh, around authority, uh, which is manifesting itself in different ways, and uh, which I think is something that we we need to be conscious of as we head into the next several months, and and we're potentially going to see uh, more. Uh, more authority coming at us in that period in terms of what government is expecting us to do. And, and kind of moving on from that theme a little bit, Jerry. you know, the other challenge, I guess, that we're seeing out there is uh, the difficulties in engaging people. Um, when we got into this back in March, this was seen to be a temporary situation and people kind of set themselves up in their bedrooms or whatever it might be um, and kind of did the best they could. 
Um, some people have thrived and genuinely thrived in this environment. And there's some people I know who are still thriving because maybe they needed a new challenge and this is providing the challenge that they they were, not that they were looking for, but it is providing a challenge that's stretching them intellectually and stimulating them. Um, whereas there's others who may have got more complacent. And if you're in a leadership position and you're trying to motivate people, it can be more difficult to do that and to keep on top of things when you're not seeing people day to day in, in some environments. I think that's a great point, Aideen, and, and it's that challenge for, I mean, the organizational challenge and for the leaders within those organizations. And, you know, there's no doubt that, you know, many organizations have been trying to adapt or continuing to do so. Um, but it's likely, and my sense from talking to some people uh, in these scenarios is that organizations took the foot off the throttle a little bit, understandably so, as we were trying to figure out what was going to happen uh, how are we going to deal with, uh, with 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 teams and employees within the organization? Uh, what did work from home look like? Um, and it may be now with the realization that this thing is not going away for a considerable period forward, that the organization may need to uh, effectively, uh, you know, press the, the accelerator lever somewhat harder than it may have done for the last several months. And how do you go about trying to do that? Uh, with a workforce that's continuing to grapple with the challenge that uh, that the current situation is presenting. Mm, and, and I'm struck there, Jerry, with our need to kind of stay in and observe because we've already, there we, we have this ten tendency to jump straight and to intervene. Um, and this is what this cycle is trying to slow us down with, isn't it? So if we stay back with the observation, so we're saying there's something about and maybe things having slowed down, um, but maybe there's a pent-up need for things to accelerate, but how we get to that, maybe we'll talk about in the interpretations a little bit, or in the, the, the interventions maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Um, there's something in what you said, though, that I'm kind of curious about, Jerry. We talked earlier about authority and maybe people resisting authority in terms of government, but I'm kind of wondering, is there is there a mirror of that happening in some organisations where people uh, are at home and they don't have authority figures uh, nearby them and have been able to set themselves up and be their own bosses and do their own thing, have greater autonomy. Um, and maybe we're seeing a little bit of an effect of that as well. Um, maybe people are kind of, I don't want to, I need to be careful what, what words I use, but maybe people um, aren't stepping up as much as they might have if they were in the workplace in some cases. Yeah, and, and I think that is part of the challenge, Eddie, and it's, it's, it's highly likely that that is happening. Uh, equally, as you said, some people will have taken to the work from home structure and process uh, really well, and it's and it's particularly working for them, and, and are probably finding themselves more productive by virtue of not having to engage in long commutes, perhaps in and out of work. By the way, you're quite right to to pick me up on my uh, my sometimes tendency to move out of observation too quickly into uh, into uh, uh, interpretation. And Jerry, you know, we all do that. And that's the purpose of this cycle. And, you know, I typically don't go through observe and interpret. I go straight for intervention. So yeah, um, yeah. this is the, you know, reason for this particular model is to slow us down. So in a rapidly changing environment, uh, when you're dealing with complexity, to slow us down in our thinking so we can intervene most effectively. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. So is there anything else we want to add, uh, Jerry, in terms of observations about what's going on at the moment? I think you mentioned when we were talking the other day, kind of there's almost uh, some, a sense of anger out there and social media is being used for, as an outlet in some cases for that, which is curious. Yeah, I, and look, I, I mean, I, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not a major exponent of social media, uh, Aidan, I should say at the outset, but like everybody else, I do see it. Uh, and I think you are seeing 
some rising temperature levels that tend to manifest themselves on social media, which I think is simply reflecting some of the things we've talked about already. You know, people's frustration at at, at the loss of uh, what we consider to be normal life, uh, and and a, perhaps a natural reaction then to authority being overlaid on that, and and in the way it's been overlaid, removing some of our some of our uh, our, our social capability, uh, be it to socialise with friends or whatever else it might be, true to mask wearing and all the rest that goes with that. And I think it's not unreasonable or unexpected that we, we are seeing some frustration in that. Hopefully, though, it's a, it's a degree of frustration that we can continue to manage as, a, as an overall societal group. Absolutely. Um, but I'm also interested in the fact that people can go onto social media and almost uh, you know, feel that it's their right to express huge anger at people and at individuals uh, who in the majority of cases are, are simply doing their best in this pretty challenging and difficult situation. So I think that's that's a feature in the background there. Um, and I've had a couple of people in senior positions say to me, you know what, I'm just waiting for the day when I'm going to get called out on social media and it may affect people in senior positions' willingness to take significant risks when they're exposed in that way. Yeah, and I think it is definitely a valid point, Adrian. And this is by no means a political podcast, but you know, for my money, most people are are trying to do their best in extremely difficult circumstances. Mm. I mean, hope, hopefully, we won't see a ramping up uh, of some of the uh, invective that we've seen of late uh, on social media, or indeed uh, some of the some of the more crazy conspiracy theories that are coming through as we speak as well. Indeed, indeed. So, Jerry, unless there's anything else to add, maybe we'll move over to the interpret piece and just see how where we go with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think if we go beneath all those observations that we have, there's clearly mindsets that are influencing how people are interpreting the situation and, and what's leading them to their behaviours. And do you want to kick us off there, Jerry, with some thoughts on that? Yeah, I, well, I suppose the one that probably... It, it, resonates most with me, Aideen, uh, is that sense that perhaps we all had going back to the beginning or the early phases of this, uh, that you know we were looking at something that was going to uh, pass through, hopefully reasonably quickly, uh, or perhaps that we might even have a vaccine by Christmas. I remember you and I having a conversation at one stage in May, June, and the media at that stage was indicating uh, some positive outcomes, perhaps by Christmas. Well, we've long since seen those hopes being dashed. Uh, and I think the slow interpretation that's landing with us right now and has definitely landed, I think, at this point in time is that we are in this for the potential foreseeable future, perhaps right through to the end of 2021. Now, I'm loath to throw out any dates, although I've just thrown one out because you can be shown to be incorrect fairly fast. But that seems to be the general wisdom that we're certainly looking at this into the better part of next year. So if we think about the general population out there and their interpretations, so we have one interpretation that was out there, certainly, which is, oh, there'll be a vaccine by Christmas and we'll be fine. Um, and 2021 will be normal. That certainly was out there. Um, there's one that this is going to be here. It's going to be around for the long haul. Um, and then there's another one, because we did say we want to stretch our interpretations before we decide which one we're going with. Um, there's another one out there that actually this isn't a pandemic at all. It's a case-demic. So we're just seeing an increase in cases, but there's nothing to see here. Uh, it's just a load of cases. That's 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 all it is. Um, mm. So 
you know, I'm just wondering, Jerry, are there any other uh, interpretations here that we're missing? Just to stretch our thinking here. Um, well, I, I, I think there's a, for me, Aideen, and, and even though I might be closing down options, it has felt that the, the, the view on it is relatively binary. You know, it's something that's going to pass reasonably quickly. As you say, it's case-demic rather than pandemic. Or perhaps at the other end of that spectrum, it is something that that is clearly impacting lots and lots of people, uh, and it's going to take us some time to work our way through it. And you know, obviously, then it's where you find yourself on that spectrum, and and depending on where you find yourself, how do you deal with uh, the reality in whatever way that reality lands for you? Mm. Uh, and I guess as I talk about reality, I'm reminded of something else that you and I have talked about a little while back, uh, which is. The uh, this idea of something called the Stockdale paradox, which you're familiar with. Yes, Jerry. Um, oh, yeah, tell us more about uh, that. And it's probably just worth giving it a quick minute. Aiden, uh, uh, Jim Stockdale was a a prisoner of war uh, in the Vietnam War, one of the longest uh, held prisoners of war within the the, the Vietnam War. Between w- w- uh, he was a, a U.S. high-ranking uh, Navy commander, um, and he survived and came through it all. And and a key element for him in terms of his view afterwards as to what kept him going was that he always tempered his optimism with realism. So his view is that you you must remain realistic and, and stay of the view that you're going to come out the other side. And that's really important. But that you shouldn't tell yourself that that's necessarily going to happen within a specified time frame, because if that specified time frame passes and you haven't come out the other side, the human spirit tends to deflate. And he saw lots of colleagues around him and, and others in the same situation uh, effectively lose hope because they were putting too fast a timeline on when things were going to change. So his view quite simply is uh, keep a sense of hope, but overlay it with the brutal facts of the reality that you find yourself in and stay realistic. And it, it just strikes me as being relevant for the for the current situation, perhaps, that we're we're, we're all in right now. I think it's completely appropriate, Jerry. And if I take myself back to maybe April, I'm guessing, April, May time, um, when in my mind I was just waiting for the schools to go back. That was my, you know, the thing that I was desperately hoping for to try and get some sense of normality in the house was for the schools to go back. And I, I remember a particular Sunday having a conversation with somebody and somebody said, but sure, the schools won't be back till September. But I had myself hooked on this idea of the schools being back before the summer. And that day when I was told that and I went, it dawned on me that that was quite likely. I, you know, I was, I, I really was down in the dumps, completely down in the dumps. It was like that hope had been dashed. Whereas then yeah. once I got my head around the fact this isn't until you know September. So this, as you said, this idea of getting hooked on a particular timescale and that slipping by, it's not, it's counterproductive. It's not helpful. Whereas we want to keep our optimism, but not get hooked on dates or, you know, timeframes. Yeah, and and that's exactly. And look, I mean, Aideen, it's a it's it's a very human thing to do, uh, to put a date on when you think you're going to come out of the mire. Um, but uh, I think if there is a lesson to be learned in in where we're currently at, it's probably to stop ourselves from trying to do that, uh, and maybe to set shorter term horizons about what we're trying to do over the next four weeks and four weeks beyond that. Uh, but but definitely the other key key message for me, Aideen, is you have to and must retain the hope that you, we, you will come out the other side and believe that you will. And I think in fairness, in this particular instance, that would probably be a hope and a belief that many people also hold. 
So Jerry, then if we're to kind of summarize some interpretations here, because we took a, a very valuable segue to talk about the Stockdale paradox, you know, the interpretations we're saying vary from there's nothing to see here to a sense of the world is ending as we know it and a sense of helplessness and everything that's in between. So there's any number of, you know, variations in terms of the interpretations there. But if we were to kind of hang our hat on a particular interpretation and based on this conversation about Stockdale. And I'm getting the sense, um, and tell me if I'm wrong, that we're kind of saying, actually, you know what, this situation is going to be hanging around for a while. Um, and we may have these restrictions ebbing and flowing. Um, and maybe we should accept that this is going to be a semi-permanent feature for a period of time without naming any period of time and actually accept that whilst remaining optimistic about the future. Does that... How does that sound, Gary? Well, it, it sounds to me, Aideen, to be reflecting the realism of, of, of where I would personally see it. Um, you know, I, I, I think there are other interpretations. And, and let's be honest, everybody may well arrive at their own interpretation. Uh, but the one that works for me, uh, and, and my, my sense as well is that there's a, a, a generally held view. Now, it's always dangerous at one level to say that, because how do I know? But just from... Listening to what's going on, looking at uh, newsfeed, etc., I, I think an overall general realization and acceptance that we may be in this for a while, and that is the case. Uh, we've got to stay uh, realistic about when we might come out, uh, but stay optimistic that we will. So it's fair to say, Jerry. I think that there could be listeners who have a different interpretation and may decide to go with a different one. That's fine. So the next conversation and intervention may look very different for for other people so we're going to take this particular one around saying look this is going to be hanging around for a while it's a semi-permanent feature so how if we were to accept that then how might we intervene differently yeah and, and i think you've touched on the most important piece there Adrian. before we have any conversation on, on how we might view uh, an intervention people will bring their own particular interpretation to the party uh, uh, which they're perfectly entitled to do and make up their own mind about what intervention looks like for them at an individual level on that basis. Now, I think organizationally, uh, there may be a slightly different uh, approach there where you know organizations and, and the people running them uh, will arrive at specific interpretations for the organization and look to their leadership then uh, to try and uh, effect appropriate interventions that make most sense for the organization and the people within it. You know, Jerry, I wonder, you know, going back quite a while, did the organizations already make this assumption or form this interpretation that it's going to be semi-permanent? Because so many people or so many organizations said it'll be September or it'll be January 2021 before we'll go back. Whereas if they had only said, oh, it's a couple of months, people would be in this transient phase of kind of in, kind of out of work. Whereas actually they said, no, actually, you're going to be doing this for the next six to 12 months. So it forced people to actually accept this is going to be the way it is. So I think some people might already have been in this mindset, whereas others saw it as a temporary situation. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Ed. And a good example where we, you know, we've seen many organizations make that call. It, my sense is, mind you, that a lot of the organizations who made that call early on were, were possibly the bigger ones, the corporates, yeah. uh, the large tech companies. Uh, I suspect, as, as, you, as you might expect, uh, the SME uh, market, uh, where you know th there's less uh, resources available to smaller companies, may be getting there uh, at a slightly different pace, uh, and and possibly have a, a a more significant challenge ahead in the short to medium term about how they actually uh, how they how they make that crossover to something mm. more permanent. 
So, so if we take this kind of personally to us, Jerry, and to Resonate Leadership, I guess, how are we dealing with this um, differently now that we've said we're accepting this as a semi-permanent feature? Um, I guess there's a few things that I think we're doing differently. And, and the first is, which we'll talk about in a while, is we've revamped our leadership program that, you know, we, we have a, our leadership program that we adapt for different contexts and different uh, partners um, that, that we run a couple of times a year. And this time round, we have it revamped. We obviously already revamped it in the spring um, when COVID hit at that point in time. But this is another refresh uh, on the basis that this is going to stay virtual for a period of time. Uh, and we can adapt as situations change. But for now, this is what we're we're looking at. Yeah, and, and I think uh, that first iteration, Aideen, you know, back in March, April, uh, was an iteration to online. Uh, and it was absolutely necessary at the time. And, and I think worked well and finished out the last program well as a virtual program. But I think even then, given what's happened in the meantime, uh, we're 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 iterating it further to sort of the 2.0 version, uh, and it looks somewhat different in the autumn program that we're about to move into. And the other thing that I think we've done is, you know, like today, uh, as you know, we've engaged a sound engineer. So there's this. There were back in March, April, everybody knew we were experimenting and trying things, and there was an acceptance that things mightn't go fully right, but it'll be okay, and there was a tolerance. Whereas now we're saying, okay, this is semi-permanent. We need to get this better in terms of quality. We need to make sure this is this is good. Um, and for us, that's using a sound engineer today. For others, I've heard of people setting up their offices at home with lighting, so that when they're on Zoom calls all the time, they want to uh, appear more professional. So they've actually set up lighting um, in their in their offices at home, almost like a, a studio. Um, I'm sure it's not as, as significant as that, but certainly being focused on how can I be at my most professional working from home. So I think people are stepping it up somewhat. Well, I, I, again, I'd agree with that. And I, I think the other point, Aideen, within, you know, uh, uh, observe, interpret, intervene from an adaptive management perspective is being prepared to experiment. Um, and, it, you know, it's a key element of adaptive leadership that you're not necessarily arriving with something that you're fully certain is is going to do what you, you're hoping it's going to do. So there's experimentation required. And uh, I think that's going to be a, a feature for many businesses over the next six or 12 months, uh, both experimenting in, in how they go about their business from an internal perspective and indeed experimenting in, in what that business might look like into the external market. That's fantastic, Jerry. And what I love about experimentation is that in the way that we think about it, it's not about success or failure. It's about what do you learn from each experiment? Because based on what you learn, you'll tweak and you'll change, you'll take a slightly different path the next time. But there's no such thing really as a failure. There's something to be learned from each and every experiment you conduct. And obviously, we're looking at safe to fail experiments as opposed to experiments that are going to result in, in closure of, of a business, you know. Um, yeah. And it's you know, it's the innovation. It's that experimentation and innovation that's, I think, really interesting. And I know we've seen a lot of that since March. Um, but I was struck yesterday by um, uh, an interview on the radio with an Italian restaurant in Dublin city centre. And, and I'm sorry that I can't remember the name of it now, um, but it didn't resonate with, with me at the time. Um, but when they heard last Friday about the changes in restrictions, they actually decided to create an outdoor space at that point in time, which many would say, really, it's coming into the winter time. But just last weekend, they've set themselves up with an outdoor space with fire pits, trying to make the environment comfortable. Um, and I just respect that so much. Yeah. And, and it, at one level, Aideen, it's the old age of necessity being the mother of invention. You know, when we're presented with 
little or, or no other option. Uh, we, as humans, we find new ways to come at things. And uh, I think that's what experimentation allows us to do. Let, let's try something. If it doesn't work, let's tweak it until we get it right. Uh, and I think you're seeing plenty of that going on. And I, I do think there's a, an inherent entrepreneurialism, in, particularly within the SME market in Ireland. Uh, and I think you're seeing some of that coming through now as we speak in terms of things people are being prepared to try. There's a really great quote, uh, Jerry. I bought something online the other day and this was on the box. I'm just going to try and get the, the quote here as we speak. Um, if you're born a pioneer, you're always living in an era of discovery. And it's something exactly. that I really enjoyed. Yeah. It was a surprise when I opened the box and saw that quote. I thought that's interesting. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, I mean, in the, in the midst of all the challenges that the current situation presents, uh, and no more so than to people trying to run a small business. You know, we've seen the uh, the really significant challenges that many of them are facing. Uh, equally, will you see at the same time people coming through with some wonderful new ideas and things that are perhaps going to shape their business for many years uh, post-COVID. Mm. Uh, uh, something they will have arrived at in the middle of this challenge that will 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 wear well for them over a number of years. And I think that's another positive thing and it's an optimistic note to take in in terms of how people are are, are dealing with this situation completely agree uh jerry so so we've taken ourselves through the cycle of observe interpret intervene and for some listeners they might not share the same interpretation as us but if you don't that's fine it would be interesting for you to go ahead and say well if i have a different interpretation then how might i intervene differently uh we've shared how we've maybe decided to intervene and maybe step up a little bit in in different ways in our own uh, work and um, I guess that's open to listeners if they want to do the same for themselves but what we might do now Jerry is take a few minutes to actually talk about the leadership program we have running in the autumn yeah so the purpose of it um, really is to provide participants with an opportunity to step back and reflect on their own leadership and engagement and explore different perspectives on leading through complexity and you know this would be a fairly small group that we'll be working with online we don't want to do something that's massive where you don't get to know other participants this is going to be you know certainly less than 10 in terms of participant numbers somewhere between six and ten i'm guessing um and with a view to people bringing in their real life experiences into the room and learning as much from each other as from us we kind of provide the setting and the context um, and the materials um, but it's with a view to people expanding possibilities and broadening their vision to see what's what's possible for them and for their organizations. Yeah, and, and I, I think you, you touched on it there, Aideen, and it, clearly we would both be, I think, advocates of, of, of continuing professional education. I think what something like this allows is people to, you know, step off the treadmill uh, and in whatever shape that treadmill has taken for you uh, since March. Uh, and uh, just step step back for a little while, uh, spend a few months uh, uh, on an occasional basis uh, with seven or eight other like-minded people, uh, looking at uh, at some of these uh, uh, topics that we will present to you over the course of the program. Uh, and I think take take it as an opportunity to do some reflection. Uh, in in fact, your own uh, observing, uh, interpreting, and intervention, uh, and as well, of course, as as getting the benefit of the inputs from. Uh, the other individuals on the program with you, I, I, you know, from my money, it's something uh, worth doing for all of us at, at a different time is just to step away uh, and, and perhaps have a look at things from the balcony to use an expression that we sometimes use within the program itself. 
uh, that that idea of being able to look in uh, as opposed to always being in the middle of things yourself. So in terms of how this program looks, Jerry, um, it's it's got a time commitment of about 30 hours over the course of uh, about four months. And it starts and ends with a one-to-one coaching session with either myself or Jerry. Um, and that means it's really tailors it to the individual's needs to understand what's going on for them. And ultimately at the end of the program, what actions they want to take or in terms of uh, their own direction or their organization's direction or what next steps they, they, they want to move forward with. And in between those two one-to-one sessions, there are a range of uh, interventions, I guess, a combination of virtual workshops with this larger group, the larger group being some, somewhere between six and 10, a series of podcasts, so more of what you're hearing today, but uh, once to stimulate thought or to share materials with you. Um, and then there'll be some peer subgroup sessions. So the larger group will be divided into a couple of smaller groups. So the smaller groups can have some meatier uh, discussions in a smaller setting um, and the program is broken into three modules um, and the first module is around self-leadership so our own uh, leadership of ourselves the second is around leading through complexity and the third around expanding possibilities so this is the the upbeat piece people bringing in real life experiments and or other real life situations and having the input and feedback from others to try and broaden the vision to see other possibilities and other ways of doing things. Yeah, and without going back over all that, Aideen, because uh, I, I think it's all good content. I think the top and tail coaching sessions are are really good, both in terms of trying to you know set the agenda for people on the way in, uh, take the opportunity to to have a one on one coaching session with yourself and or myself, uh, and and sort of determine. Uh, from that, uh, what it is they want to they want to do going into the process, and obviously uh, have an exit session as well to see how things went, and and hopefully uh, to to pick up on uh, what will have been the uh, positive outcomes for you uh, by way of participation. I, I think the leading through complexity is that particular module is exactly in the space of what we've been talking about already this morning. Again, in the context of uh, I, uh, observe, interpret, intervene, and some really good stuff I think that you didn't touch on in there that we'll also include uh, are the use of some uh, other materials in the shape of uh, movies uh, you know which we've done uh, on other programs uh, and which we use to uh, illustrate some of the themes of the, of the of the learning that we're actually trying to get across on the modules and they've they, they tend to be extremely well received uh, and that final one I think around expanding the possibilities uh, uh, as we go into the end of the program uh, that capacity to have a think about what is it I want to take away and what is it that I intend to make look different for me uh, post the programme. So if I think where we started today, Jerry, you know, I mentioned that the name of this podcast was Looking for a Fresh Perspective. Um, and if we're to think back to, you know, pre-COVID, we probably had a certain rhythm to our lives which got disrupted. And then we fell into a different rhythm. Um, and that rhythm might be working for some people and very well, and for others it might be less so. Um, but irrespective, if there are people out there who are looking for kind of a fresh perspective on the situations, the challenges, the organization they're working in terms of the, the context there, um, this could provide a fresh perspective, not just from you and me in terms of the materials we're bringing to this, but your peers from different uh, industries, professions, could shake up thinking and bring a different perspective to, to what you're facing. 
Yeah, and just one other thought on that, Aideen, you know, before we wrap, um, I, I think for many people in, in the last number of months, with everything that has been going on, there may be a, or may have been an element of the pause button being hit on, you know, professional aspirations uh, or, you know, even career development, because, you know, we've been busy trying to deal with the, the fallout of something that nobody saw coming. Um, uh, and if one accepts the, the interpretation, I think that you and I are, are added upon, uh, i.e. that we are in this for a particular period forward, uh, it may be time to, you know, hit the, hit the go button again or the reset button uh, and put some time and, and, and effort and energy uh, into a program like this, uh, which we believe hopefully would be of value to you. You're right, Jerry. We can't press pause forever. And so many of us have pressed pause on different aspects of our lives, personal, professional. And, and you know, in some respects, we have to keep that pause button in terms of staying within the restrictions that, that are there. But accepting that I'm sure there's more that we can do uh, to, to step up and uh, it'd be more impactful, I guess. Um, so for anybody who's looking for more information, you know, in terms of where they go to get that information, First off, our website, so resonateleadership.com, uh, has information on it there. Uh, you can also email us at info at resonateleadership.com. Um, we'd be delighted to get uh, any queries from you. The brochure is, is online as well, of course, and we'd be delighted to field any questions and explore the suitability of this program for, for you. Absolutely, Aideen. Yeah, and if anybody, as you say, wants to pop an email in, in into the uh, email address you offered, We'll be happy to follow through and we can have a chat directly with anybody on the phone or otherwise or on Zoom call if they'd like to get a little bit more detail. Happy to do that. Perfect. Well, I've really enjoyed the conversation with you today, Jerry. It's uh, meandered through that framework that we borrowed from the, the Harvard Kennedy School, Observe, Interpret, Intervene. Um, and I've really enjoyed that, that conversation and looking forward to hearing from uh, people who may be interested in, in going on this programme. Likewise, Aideen, and just to anybody who is taking the time to listen into us, just to wish them and their families uh, you know safe voyage over the next uh, the next period of time perfect thank you jerry cheers Aideen. bye bye